welcome to Lending Forward, a podcast where we're lending every bit of what we know to our listeners. From real conversations and lessons learned deep within the industry to education and forward thinking. Together, we're Lending Forward. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our channels and connect with us on www.atlanticbay.com. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS number 72043, NMLSconsumeraccess.org is an equal opportunity lender. Located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 203, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23452. Welcome to another episode of Lending Forward. I'm your host, Taylor Ellard. And joining me, you know her name, Jen Duplessis. She is a legend in this industry. She's just so knowledgeable. I know a ton of our listeners listen to you, Jen. And I think that we're so excited. I was on your podcast and now I can't wait to have you on mine. So welcome. Thank you. I am so delighted to be here. And thank you so much for that nice accolade. I don't think everybody knows me, but thank you. For that, you would be I surprised. think you would, you really would. <laughs> I, I've talked to many mortgage bankers because we've got kind of one on one approach with our mortgage bankers here. It's an open door policy here. What you see is what you get with us. We're very transparent. And so I get the privilege of talking to a lot of our mortgage bankers, and a lot of them listen to you as their like one or two favorite podcasts. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome. All right. Well, those who don't, we know there are only a few that don't listen, but for those who don't listen, tell us a little bit about how this empire that you've built, these the books you've written, where all this passion comes from. Lead us down that path. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, you know, well, I don't know that we have enough time because I'm <laughs> approaching 40 years, four decades doing this. And when I say that, I don't even think I'm old enough to say it, but where does this passion come from? I mean, I'm just a competitive person. I'm a high, I was a high D in the disc profile. Now I'm a high I and I'm just want to have fun, right? I want to have a lot of fun, but I mean, I, I just spent most of my life proving because I was trying to overcome, you know, alcoholism in my, my father and my mother being a verbal abuser. I think I was just trying to overcome. And so most of my life was just proving to people. And, and then I got my act together and started living instead of proving. And that's when everything changed. But, you know, I just, I love this business, first of all. I love it. And we all stumble into it, of course, but I just love it. I'm a numbers person. My degree is in architecture. So I like appraisals um, and and engineering. And so I love numbers. I love systems. I, I love hand calculating stuff even now. But yeah, I just, I think that I just have such a passion. I tried to get out of it once when I had my first child, I tried to get out and I was out, I think for about seven months and it's addicting. You just want to get back in. You you just, you kind of know everything, right? When someone says, oh, I'm a plumber, you know what they do. When they say they're a financial planner, you go, oh, I know what you do. And and then we're really well-versed in what happens. Hopefully we are well-versed in what happens with the market. And, and you know, I just find that exciting. Yeah. I, I It's funny you say that, you know, you shifted from a D to an I. And I think a lot <laughs> of people, when they're in the thick of it, they're so high D, you know, they're just proving, proving, proving and one-upping and doing better. So Mm. peel that back a little bit for us. Why, what, what, what moment was that where you stopped proving, stopped proving and started living? Tell us about that kind of, that's a big deal, you know? It was a very specific moment. And yeah, and I think sometimes, you know, when, when I see high D's now, I, you know, part of it has to do with, I think, as we mature and get older, although I know some very high D's who are older than me, but, uh, you know, as we're climbing this ladder, sometimes we realize that the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. 
And I think that's part of it. And so, yeah, I mean, at the time this happened about, I don't know, I guess it was probably 2010, 2011, something like that. Now I was doing $50 million a year. I was in the top 1%. And so I was doing fine, but I was working unbelievable hours. My kids were second. My husband, everything was second. My health was second. Everything was secondary to, you know, going at it. And at night I would just lay in bed going, there has to be a better way to do this. I want to be able to do 50 million and I want to be able to do it without having to work all these horrible hours. And so we ended up ha- we end up going to dinner, and I'm air quoting this if you're not watching, <laughs> so called dinner with my family, which was never with them. You know, I was I was physically present, but net not emotionally present. And of course, my phone rang. And what did I do? I answered the phone. So I go outside, and I'm walking the concrete balance beam. I'll let that one sit in. And I'm and I'm talking and walking, walking and talking, and and uh, I happen to look over to the window of the restaurant and my family was having, you know, dinner, laughing, creating these beautiful memories, but I was never, ever, ever in them. Laden with excuses. I had an excuse why I was late for this and and couldn't do that. And I had so many cold meals at night. My husband just gave up on me and said, forget it. I'm just going to, we're going to eat. And I showed up late for everything. Sometimes forgot. It was just awful. And in that moment, I said, I'm done. I am done with this. There has got to be a better way. I've asked people about what a better way is. And I realized that I was the only one who was going to figure out this better way. I was going to crack the code. And that's why I call it crack the code. I was going to crack the code on this and figure it out. And for the next two years, I worked on it, perfected it. I've proven it numerous times, numerous years, numerous companies. I use all the methodology I teach in my other companies. and. To my surprise, not only did I save time, which I thought was great because that's what I was trying to do, but I also doubled my income. I went to 102 million and I found myself in the top 200 loan officers in the country. And that was not expected. That was sort of like a sticky note moment, right? Right. Trying to figure out the glue and I developed sticky notes. And uh, and I said, wow, I'm onto something here. So, So for me, it really is the entire, my entire practice of coaching people and mentoring people is all about client attraction rather than chasing because chasing takes too much time. Client attraction doesn't take as much time. And I'm known as the world's leading expert in creating and building world-class teams so that people can get their life back. Wow. That's so much. And it is, it's funny that you remember that one moment that just switched Ugh. everything. And we can all remember. I mean, we all know there's like something, someone somewhere said something to me and that's stuck for forever. And it has changed me. And, yeah. you know, you looking yes. outside in or inside out, you know, at your life before you, and that just wasn't what you've envisioned, or you got to a point where you could, you knew you had to change things. So I'm going to come at it with two separate lenses here, because I know that there's those people who are really still doing a really amazing amount of production. And then I know there's also people who are not thriving in this industry right now. So from the outsiders looking in that are still making amazing productions and having that pipeline so full, what piece of advice would you give to them? And really, what would be the first step? Like, what is that first step to kind of taking the backseat a little bit and just saying, I can still have it all. I can I can double my income while doing X. What is X? Wow, I want to go in like five different directions with that question because there's there's so much to unpeel there and unpack because you know the reason that someone is busy, I'd have to look at why why are they busy? Do they have a community? Do they have the systems in place? So I guess I'd want to start with, you know, what I call the four stages of growth. 
growth, and that's formulation, concentration, momentum, and stability. Are they in momentum and stability, or is it a false momentum and stability? Because we had seen that during the pandemic, right? Everybody was thrust into momentum. And then everybody dropped, not everybody, a lot of people dropped back down into formulation because they didn't have the foundation. And you can't go from, you can't go into momentum and have it sustain without ever having that formulation and that concentration. You can get jots of it. You know, we've all experienced it. Four loans one month, 12 the next, two the next, 17 the next, right? And it goes back and forth. And that's a clear sign that the formulation and the concentration aren't intact yet. The, The foundation's still wobbly. And that's an indication of it. So that would be the first thing is like, if you're doing really well, make sure you've got your systems in place to be able to go to the next step. So I talk about this a lot. We've all heard working in your business. What's the next one? On your business. But I talk to people about working above and beyond. And so we talk in, on, above and beyond. And there's a strategy to build that big team is to let go. And one of the things that that I know is that we none of us have infinite energy, not a one of us. We can work maybe 80 hours for some period of time, but after a while, we can't do it, right? We just don't have infinite energy. But there is something called limitless time. And people say, I don't have enough time. That is a sign that you need to hire somebody like ASAP (laughs) because you've maxed you out and now you need to bring on team members. So for example, if you had 10 team members and they were all working 40 hours a week, you would get an extra 400 hours out of time. Right. You are still working your 40. So you get 440 hours of work of output by hiring the right team at the right time, the right people, right? rather than you just killing yourself trying to do that. So when you say to yourself, I I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time, that is your sign that you need to hire more people so you can get more time back. So that would be what I would say to them. Any comments about that before I go to the next No, I think that was great. And I think, so yes, one comment. When do you, I mean, I know when you kind of now know, look, you don't have enough time, you've said it, you've said it time and time again. So now is the time to hire. We know a lot of those high D's and some high I's are not willing to relinquish. So what piece of advice would you give to them? (laughs) Get out of your own way. I think we have this invisible ego that sits on our shoulder because I know I did. It's like, they want me. They only want me. They don't want anybody else. Well, if that's the case, then we wouldn't have Starbucks. We wouldn't have Walmart. We wouldn't have Nordstrom. We wouldn't have any of these franchises because if they stopped and said, hey, they just want me. It's crazy. And I think what you're doing is you're trading time for money. Ah, it's just not worth it. And people say, well, it costs me money, you know, to have these people. Well, it's costing you money to not have these people. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I would say number one, you need systems. I talk about this quite a bit. There's three st- phases that we go through. One is the me phase. Like I do everything. Me, 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 me. All the calls, all the things I do things. Then when you hire your first person, you're not actually where you need to be. You're, you're now managing methods. If you have a system, if you have a written system and then the, your team, you know, says, Hey, should I work this system? If you have it in your head, it won't work. You'll never be able to expand. So that might be what's holding you back. But if you have a system, typically what happens is you're measuring, you're managing the methodology, right? So that we take a step and, and this is what I hear all the time is I get, keep pulling, getting pulled back into my business instead of on my business, I keep getting pulled back in. And it's because you're managing the methodology and not the people. 
And the next phase that we go into is messaging. That's the final phase. When you get to messaging, there are three pieces to this. Your vision for your team, right? For your practice and your team. Your core values, right? Your values. What are You have your own values, but what are the values for the team? What are the non-negotiables, the standard principles? Like for example, with us, it was if a client called or a real estate agent or somebody called and wanted to know the status, watch out, I will freak out because we should never, they should never have to call us. We should always be anticipating. We've done this enough times. We know when they're going to call. So anticipating. So those are some of the values. And then the last piece of this is the voice, your voice. When the day that you have a client that says, um, oh, don't worry about it. I already talked to your people. It's like already, it's like talking to you. What is your voice? And if you're not telling your team what your vision is, telling them what the values are and giving them what your voice is, are you formal? Are you informal? Are you funny? Do you curse? Do you not curse? Do you email? Do you type? Are you an emoji person? You know, you want to get your voice out there. How do you phrase things so that they phrase them the same way? And what ends up happening when you get there is that you move from managing yourself, managing a method or a system to now everybody is managing that message and they are managing your reputation. And you now can become the heart of your company and your practice, completely the heart of your company and get to do what you love to do because everyone else is on board. They know we want to manage it because we have clarity of what we're managing and it just frees you up so much. And now you can go beyond. No brainer. It's a no brainer. I think it's, something that if you've got, if you, if you're lucrative enough and you're, you can create that well-oiled machine, that way you alleviate so many external things and just get that time back in your day. All right. So let's switch opposite sides now. So if you want to speak to kind of what that might look like and how we can best help support those folks right now. Yeah. We're sitting on acres of diamonds. You've done a ton of business in the last couple of years, right? I mean, you'd have to trip over it to do it. You've done a lot of business. And so I always feel like it's like pennies from heaven or diamonds that are falling from the sky, right? And so they've all landed. And now we need to work these diamonds that we have, these acres of diamonds. And that is your community and your database. So I would be recommending that people go back to the agents that they worked with then, even the listing agents and say, you know, I just, look, we all know the market shifted. I just didn't have time to follow up with you. And now I do. And I want to know what are you doing that's different to help you this year? What can I do to be a part of that next year? Let's sit down and see if there's some common interest in us working together. Now, notice my terminology. I don't say fit. Let's see if we're fit. (laughs) What's the common interest in us working together? And let's see how we can explore those opportunities, you know, to help move both both of us forward. So I would be going back and, and talking to them. I would be contacting those clients that you did all those refis for because I guarantee you, you did not do the purchase when they bought their house. Not some of them, yes, but most of us did not call our database. They called us, thank God, Mm -hmm. right? And did refis with us, but we also got introduced to new people. So if you did not do the original purchase, but you did the refi, contact that client and ask them who that original agent is and ask for an introduction. And let's get back into you know, working with them and go back a little further and say, we just refinanced. I wanted to, you know, bring you into the loop and let you know that we refinanced during the pandemic and I'm now their their lender of choice. And I want to have an opportunity to meet with you and give you an update on what happened with their loans so that you know where they sit with things. So I would be doing that and I would be spending a lot of time honing in on my sales 
skills and my market and industry skills. You know, I was just on a call with a client of mine who's been in a business for 25 years. She just got a regional position with a major company, first female region manager. Wow. She's freaking out because she thinks she's, she has imposter syndrome. It's a new job. She's scared, right? And, and I'm like, well, you know what you're doing. And she said, but I have to tell you, she said, I've been in the business for 25 years and I don't know what fed the fed funds rate is. I don't know what blended interest rate is. I don't know how to sell an arm because we haven't done it. So I would say hone in on all of your skills, make sure that you technically look, it's like this mindset plus methods equals momentum. You have to have both engage. Don't sit back and hide in a corner, engage anywhere that you can. And when you're not engaging, fine tune your skills, role play with your friends. How do you call these people and say, I'm so sorry. I haven't talked to you in 20 years (laughs) or 10 or five or four, Right, right? you know, but hone in on those skills because only the cream of the crop is going to come up. I've seen this happen so many times in 40 years and we don't want to survive. We want to be thriving. And the only way to do that is to dig in and hone in on your skills. Yep. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that was spot on. I wanted to go back, revisit what you had said about attracting clients instead of having to be go. Give us a little skinny on how you think we should go about doing that. Because I think we're very, while we were hustling with agents and we still should be, we should also still think like client first. So how, how are you coaching people going about doing that? These are my five strategies, my five principles to cracking the code. The one, the first is clarity, right? Having clarity of your message. What makes you different? And I would say cease and desist on any discussion about product unless there's an actual client to talk about, <laughs> right? And I think that this is what happens. I see it even in the students that I coach. You know, they, I say, well, what are you talking about? Well, I'm going to talk about a product. Stop. Just stop talking about products. It has no, there's no place for it unless you're teaching a renovation class, unless you're teaching a reverse mortgage class, there's no place for talking about products. It doesn't mean anything. So gosh, I I know you said the question is, how do I try? Oh, clarity. Okay. I need to get clear. So, (laughs) so clarity of your message, you know, what makes you different? Why you, what do you, it's the, it's the way you do it. You help people get a first time home, but how do you do it? The way you do it is very, very special, very, very unique. Do you sit down with them? Do you help them, you know, figure out the path? What do you do? Are you calm? Are you assertive? Are you detail oriented? What is it you do? Where's your superpower? So we work on that pretty intensely, right? You know, clarity of your message, anything to make you not a commodity. So that's number one. Number two is credibility. What are you doing again for the credibility? Are you credible? Do they, when they see your phone number coming up, do they want to talk to you or do they go, oh gosh, here we go again. Do you have some certifications? Are you smart? Really? Are you smart in this business? So credibility is really big. Do you do what you say you're going to do when you're going to, when you do it? Three, your community, working with your community, nurturing them, not neglecting. I already talked about that. Stop neglecting them. Sending stuff is neglect. That is not nurturing. That's just sending stuff. Everybody else does it too. So make a phone call, right? And work with people that compliment and not complicate. It's time to let them go, you know? And when I know when you're suffering or let's call it surviving, you know, that everything is important, but not really. The sooner you can learn to let the negative go and let the people that don't, don't compliment you go, 
the more time you're going to have to be able to pursue those better relationships. So community is really big, making sure that you're communicating with everybody. Communication, again, make sure your system is efficient and effective. It can't just be effective for the client and inefficient for you. And it can't be boilerplate for you and the client's not getting anything from it. So communication is really big, especially in your team, you know, with your referral partners as well. And I would keep in touch with them, set up a campaign so that you can be in touch with them. And it isn't, hi, do you have any deals for me? Do you have any people? It's not those type of phone calls, but rather, what can I do for you? What are your goals? What are you challenged with? How, who can I connect you with? How would I know if it, this is a good client when I run across them? What are you doing right now? And how can I help you? Right. These are all the questions you should be asking them. And then the last part is continuity, right? It's making sure you have priority management. You are clear about your goals. You're clear about not working. I always call it eating soup with a fork because right? <laughs> we're just busy, busy bees. And we yeah. get at the end of the day and we're exhausted, right? We're not full. So only doing the activities are going to move the needle in your business and having the clarity about that. And right now, Everything is about client acquisition. You need to think about piquing the interest of as many people as you can so that they raise their hand, you know, and say, hey, let's talk. And then you have the opportunity to close them and that's sales. And then you have the opportunity to service them and that's client experience. That's something that is so unique and so different, you know, so that everyone has a unique experience. And all of that will get you more and more clients. We focus on the wrong things. We focus on, I want to make 100,000 instead of how many people do I need to pique the interest of to make more than 100,000, 500 or million, whatever the number is. I love that. Thank you. That was every piece of that somebody can take an actionable item out of. And that's what we want. I mean, that is the the keys to success. And if you just follow that method and you said it, what was it? Methods or mechanics. Yeah, the systems, right? Yeah. Equals momentum. I love it. Yeah. And I, you know, here's the thing. Everybody can do one piece of that, but the people that are successful, you know, and even I'm just saying there's a lot of people out there, not not to say that anybody who is successful doesn't have their own methodology, but the people that I've coached, those that take on all of those pieces and become an expert in each one of those modalities, they're the ones who are doing a hundred million a year. They're coming to me. One of my clients came to me closing nine loans a month. She cried on every single coaching call because she was freaked out. I mean, everything. She's, you know, too much work. We all know overwhelm, chaos, all that. And December 31st, 2021 at 11 o'clock at night, she texts me because she waited till then, I guess. And she said, I just want you to know I just passed a hundred million. Yeah. And she's, she's been with me for two and a half years, but she applied everything to everything. So you can do a little of this and a little of that. And that's the kind of results you're going to get a little of this and a little of that. Yep. You need it all to make a well-oiled machine. Well, all right. So my final question, you know, I'm going to ask it, what, what way, how are you lending forward for the rest of 2022? Yeah. I work on a fiscal year, first of all, and not because I'm a corporation, but because I've always worked on a fiscal year. I think one of the, the really bad things that happen in our industry is that everyone kind of checks out and then January 2nd, they come back and they go like, okay, so now I'm going to make a business plan. I'm just right. going to write a piece of paper and start working on it. Well, if you can finish right now as we're recording this, this is September 7th, finish your business plan and your marketing plan this month start incorporating the third quarter, the fourth quarter, and then you will receive, see the results immediately in January, February, and March. So, so what I'm doing is I'm doing the same thing. I've been working on my plan 
working on what I, how I want to grow. I've been working on all of that. And of course, I've got four businesses. So I'm, I'm doing this for four businesses because I want them all to grow. I have one that's maintaining, but the rest are growth. They're all in growth mode. So I'm just really focusing on what I'm going to be doing next year. I'm already in next year in my mind. I've already finished out this year. But yeah, I'm just having really a lot of fun. And, you know, one of my goals, I love sharing my goals, by the way. One of my goals is to bring on five enterprise accounts where I'm coaching mortgage companies. I already coach a couple of companies. I I coach some of the executives with one company. I coach the regional managers on how to be managers. That's fun. Um, on how to be managers. And then, you know, I go into a cup, another company every quarter and teach the salespeople. So that's one of the big things I'm looking to do next year. I'm hoping not to write as many books. I'm pulling back <laughs> um, or participate. But that said, I do have one book that's going to be coming out and, and uh, it's in volume two of one of my books. Just continuing to grow. I'm going international. I'm I'm flying over to Europe for most of October speaking. So that's kind of exciting. So, you know, there it's just helping people continue to grow. And I am expanding, you know, where um, I don't just coach loan officers. I also coach other companies as well. And we're expanding our Make Your Mark mastermind as well. Just excited about that. You should be very proud. That's a lot, a lot to come. And I'm excited for you. So Sounds like it's going to be a pretty crazy and amazing 2023. Well, we so appreciate you being on today, Lending Forward, and we will link everything so that you can find Jen in our show notes. Thanks again, Jen. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to the Lending Forward podcast powered by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Don't forget to tune in next week and make sure you subscribe to our channel. Remember, we all play a part in Lending Forward. So go lend something forward today.